Welcome to Karate in the Garage. I'm Corey Culp. I'm Freddie Waff. It's Kickstart for you. It is the 16th of August, 2021. Oh my goodness. Where is time going? I don't know. Here's what's weird. This is the first time ever that it's been like this. We are both remote. Right. Remote, remote. We're remoting remote. It's remote a triple, squared. It's a triple R. <laughs> triple R? It's triple R. Is that triple in between R. an R and, and an X-rated movie? Um, that's like the Reading Railroad crossing. It's oh, Reading Railroad. Right. Okay. Monopoly. Triple R. No. No? All right. Is that, it's the thing you do before you shit, shave, and shower. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, in the last week, I have done nothing but work and and hang out and drive people to the airport and pick them up from the airport, all that fun stuff. And I reacquainted myself with Showtime's Billions. Season five is coming back on like September 5th or something like that. And I didn't get past the second, oh, sorry, I got past the second season, but I started watching it from the beginning to kind of refresh myself. I had to take a break from Bosch because I didn't, I had two seasons uh, I was left. just going to ask you, well, yeah. did you finish Bosch? No, I, I intentionally put a detour in there and that's a good t- detour to take because it, it lines up perfectly and allows me to take a breath and not completely put myself in, in a, in dire straits of going, so when's that Bosch spinoff coming? I need that now. So there you go. Billions. You don't have to mainline it. <laughs> no. Billions is, if you're not familiar with it, the show on Showtime that was created by the two guys that wrote the movie Rounders, Brian Koppelman, David Levine, also co-created by Andrew Ross Sorkin, who is a financial journalist Basically, I'm sure he handles all the the deets. If you're familiar with the show, it deals with the lead character, Damian Lewis, and his hedge fund, who they do little nefarious things, and Paul Giamatti, who is the attorney. What's what's the what the fucking call? What do you call the junior attorney general? <laughs> the, the assistant attorney the general. Assistant attorney general. <laughs> And dude, they're both fucking killer in the movie in, in the show, and it's chock full of people that you know. Malin Ackerman plays uh, Damien's uh, wife. Maggie Siff plays Paul Giamatti's wife, but that her character is she's the Zen master for the entire Axe Capital hedge fund that Damien Lewis runs, and she's there to kind of keep all the the traders' heads in the game, and and so they don't freak the fuck out and you know jump off the roof or you know, other com- ways of committing suicide. It's a really good show. It's well-written, well-performed, just based on what those, those names alone. But there's some amazing people in the show. Some actors you're new to, but the one standout, if you were, if you weren't familiar, I mean, you know Giamatti, you, you know Damian Lewis, you know Maggie Siff and Malin, but there's one person in there that that's mixed in with all the other character actors. That is David Costable. If you've seen Breaking Bad, you know who he is. Because he plays the... But basically the right-hand man to Axe, he does all the nefarious, immediate nefarious, nefarious things that Bobby needs done. You know, that way, if, it, if it's going to be visible by people and potential witnesses, he, Wags is the guy that handles it. Anyway, it's a super fun show. And basically the bottom line is between the two guys. You got a dude who is United States attorney who's got to bug up his ass for Axe. And they both do some shitty things and, you know, illegal things to one to burn the other one and one to try to catch the other one. 
it's one that you can't start in the middle of. You got to start from the beginning because there's a, a solid buildup and there's some twists and turns in the first two seasons that are just fucking gold. Like I said, I just moved on. I got to the third season and uh, I got this one and one more and then it'll, it'll be perfectly lined up with season five as it hits next month. There you go. If you haven't seen it yet, check it out. If it's a little bit too much to dive into right now, I'll, I'll go ahead and recommend uh, Brian David's movie that kind of brought their work to my attention, and that was Rounders. Uh, I'm a big poker guy. They do a lot of poker in the on Billions as well. Rounders. Speaking of Damian Lewis, I just started. I was gonna. I was gonna mention it. I just started rewatching Life. Dude, I oh man, why didn't that show do better? You know, the writer's strike killed it, dude. Yeah, it had to. That has been it because it was such a fun show. And it imagine his character on Life, Charlie, but where he really is dirty. <laughs> How about that? Right? I, ironically, Damien Lewis's character, Bobby Oxelrod on Billions, his nemesis that Paul Giamatti plays, he is a Charlie. He is a Chuck. So one's Charlie Cruz from Life, and then the other one's Chuck Rhodes. But dude, yeah, I loved life, man. That yeah, dude, that, life is so good. It yeah. was the first thing I. It was the first thing. Uh, remember, I mean, I may have seen Damien and other stuff, but it was the, it was what jumped out at me, and I was like, "Holy shit, that dude's fucking badass!" Right. And then you know, and then he showed up on Homeland. But I'm pretty sure the writer's strike is what killed that show. Yeah. But if you haven't seen Life, man, I don't want to. You know, just just jump into it. I can't imagine. You know. I feel most of the people who listen to us probably have, they're already familiar with it, but if not, or even if you are, man, dude, watching it, this is probably the third time I've watched it. And you know, I finished burn notice. So yeah, I went right back. <laughs> I was like, Oh, you know, I'm going to go right back into life. Cause I hadn't seen it since probably around 2012 was the last time I watched it. Yeah. Almost 10 years ago now, man, what a good dude. It is, it is, it still holds up. The stories, the, I mean, all of it, the right, everything still holds up. It's a show, if they wanted to reboot it right now, they could literally pick it up like a year after the last episode or, you know, five years, whatever they wanted to do. You could literally pick that up and run with it. If you're not familiar with the show, also, Rand Ravitch, this was like his first thing he did in television because he was the writer for Candyman, Farewell of the Flesh, and he wrote Astronaut's Wife and Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. And then from... Took him a while, but he kind of worked. He was working his way towards um, bringing life to NBC, and that's what he did. So, I still thought that was such a great premise too. That show is so fun. I think it's on Hulu on Netflix. Uh, I think that's where I'm, I think I'm. I think I'm watching it on. Is it on Amazon? I gotta now. I gotta fucking open my streaming. Oh no! It looks Hang like on. It's, doesn't look like it's anything. It doesn't look like it's any free service right now. What the fuck? I mean, why is that not on? It's an NBC show. Why the fuck is that on Peacock? It's Universal Media. Weird, right? Yep. Yeah, that was such a good show. That was, I was still working at NBC at the time. And I remember we see a lot of promos for it. And both. It's on, Bra it's on Bravo, dude. Oh, okay. That's where I'm, I'm watching it on Bravo. There you go. Bravo, on Bravo Now. Because I have that through my, uh, it's part of my Prime channels on Amazon. Ah, Okay. Well, I remember Damien Lewis and Brent Sexton, Donald Logue, they had come in to do some press from one of those smaller stage I've mentioned before. And uh, I got a chance to hear them kind of shooting the shit beforehand. Uh, but yeah, at the time, I think, what did I know Damien from at that point? Dude, I, th this is the first, I mean, I, like I said, I'd seen him in other things, but I'm going to say this is the thing that made me take notice of him. I mean, I'd only ever maybe seen him. I think he was in Dreamcatcher, yeah, yeah, a yeah. terrible Stephen King movie. Yeah, he was Jonesy. Lawrence Kasdan, yeah, that yeah. Lawrence Kasdan directed. Yeah. You know what we used to call Dreamcatcher? 
<laughs> AKA the shit weasels. Yes. <laughs> that movie's so fucked up, dude. <laughs> Dude, like you know, and it's got dude, it's got Damian Lewis in it. It's got fucking Tim Oliphant, Jason, and Tom Jane, dude. And and it's and it, dude, it's loaded with people I love, and it's just, but it's 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 almost unwatchable. Yeah, and I'm not here to shit on the shit weasels, <laughs> but that's the first thing I think maybe I saw Damian Lewis in. Yeah, but dude, this show is so freaking good, man. I wish it was something a little more readily available for people. I know because Bravo is kind of a, a paid thing unless you already have cable and who has cable anymore? Okay, what's cable? <laughs> right. <laughs> it, yeah, Dreamcatcher, dude, has some, oh my God, that's one thing about, about Dreamcatcher. It's fucking incomprehensible, but I love all of the practical effects they do in it. Really good. But yeah, dude, I love life. And, and the premise of life, if you guys aren't familiar with life, that one, the gist of it is... <laughs> he's a detective that, that goes to prison for like a dozen years, like 10, 11, 12 years, something like that for a crime he didn't commit. And then when he does, he's paid a fuck ton of money. It's like, Oh, sorry. It's, we fucked up money. Yeah. I forget what the, I forget how much it was. It was a shit ton. Oh dude. Yeah. It's he, cause he lost like 10 years of his life. Yeah. He does something that, that nobody else in his position would have done. He takes his job back to find out who framed him. Now I thought that was kind of cool. And it's smart though, because and and this is why if you've seen the show Life or if you've already seen Billions, you know the performance he's going to give because Damian Lewis is basically got his character, Charlie Cruz on Life is very much like Bobby Axelrod is on Billions and that he's like going, I have all this money in the world. I can do whatever the fuck I want and I'm not worried about it. What are you going to do? Send me to jail again? Right. <laughs> Ironically, the both characters... <laughs> have that same attitude, even though one's clearly on the right side of the law and the other one is not. So th that show and Billions are really a fucking good time. Billions might be a little more accessible to people right now, but that is a lot to jump into. There is four full seasons and they're dense. Yeah. Hour long showtime shows. Unfortunately with uh, life, you're only going to get two seasons, but they're both, I mean, they're worth it. it it's going to leave you wanting for more. And I apologize, but so what? Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not like you, it's not like, look, that's why I quit. That's why I quit subscribing to HBO was because they canceled Deadwood right in the middle of season three. And then they fucking, it went out with a whimper and I was like, fuck you guys. So, you know, I had to live with that. You can live with two seasons of life. You won't be sorry. I'm also going to throw out since you brought up Donal Loeb, did you ever watch Terriers? I love Terriers. Yeah, dude. Terriers is another thing I, I will kind of throw on. And it, it's hard to believe that show is Ted. It's it, but it's on Hulu right now. So Ooh. if you want it, if you want to easily accessible, you know, if you don't have Bravo and you can't watch life, you should check out Terriers because Terriers, uh, I think it's only one season, unfortunately, but it's a good one. And it's on Hulu. Like, well, you said you love it. So you obviously, you know, it's 13 episodes, but it's, it's a really fun show while it lasts. Cause he's great in it. I mean, everybody's great on it. It's another one of those shows. The writing's good. The acting solid all in all across the board, every episode. Yeah. This, and this is a Sean Ryan developed show from, you know, from, you know, from the shield yeah, and the shield, code. Um, he brought SWAT twine, timeless lie to me, the unit. He's really great. But the, the main showrunner on this was Tim Minear. And I've talked about Tim before. He was born through, as far as my knowledge of him anyway, he was born through um, the, being the showrunner for the Buffy spinoff Angel. And then, of course, from there, he did a bunch of other stuff for, for under, uh, under Joss Whedon. 
Firefly, amongst others. But then he moved on and he was heavily involved with Ryan Murphy Productions on American Horror Story. And now he's, I think Lone Star is, he's the showrunner on Lone Star. That's the kind of person that ran a show. If you're familiar with those shows and the kind of thing, kind of shows that he brings, that's the kind of show that Sean did here and have Tim underneath him handling the the bulk of the, the show running. But dude, this, yeah, I love this show. Loved it. And it's it was on FX just for a short time. Um, some people mistakenly think that it was on Big Fox. There's no way it's what it aired on Big Fox. No. <laughs> and yeah, this one came came and went fast. It was, I think, 2010, right? And it, it yeah, was 2010. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's unfortunate it didn't get, you know, it, at that time it was FX, you know, 11 years ago was, was FX even in that point where they were, where they Dude, were, they weren't, they no, weren't doing right. 13 episodes was kind of their model. They weren't doing more than that at that point. No. It's too bad they didn't find an audience because the show is really good. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. And again, it's a show that seems like it was on a lot longer than 13 episodes. <laughs> I would have sworn there were two seasons of it. You know, and now looking back, I'm like, I guess it was just the one. I, but it seems like it was on. And then I felt like in my memory of it, like I felt like it was on. And then it got canceled and then they brought it back. But obviously they didn't. No, unfortunately not. And it's, they tried to, you can tell like that, you know, that thing 10 years ago, what did FX have to show? They had nothing, you know? Right. I mean, this was still Nip Tuck days. Uh, Maybe Nip Tuck and maybe Justified. Yeah. Justified for sure. Those were the big, the big two. Yeah, Justify, Justify was on FX, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Justify had started uh, the spring of 2010. Yep. That's probably where all their money went. <laughs> right. They're like, sorry, Terriers. We got to, we can only, there can be only one. There can only be <laughs> So uh, now that we're off those two shows. Uh, so anyway, we started shooting last week. Right. I'll just give you a look. And, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a good first week, first three days. You know, we got all, we got, it's funny, we got two of the three big character sets out of the way back to back. We shot those um, Friday, you know, until three in the morning call was, a, uh, was nine o'clock, I think, no, 10 o'clock. So 10, then we wrapped at 3 a.m. or two two twenty. but by the time everybody got out of there, it was closer to three. I was nowhere around there because I was <laughs> gone home and went to bed at that point. Gotcha. But yeah, tomorrow we, uh, you know, tomorrow we start week two. Well, you know, it's wild. Worked all weekend. You know, it's not, it's, it's location, not vacation. As I tell people, they're like, well, you need to take, why don't you go sightsee and see some buffalo? <laughs> Cause I, I have work to do. That's why. Buffalo. Buffalo. I'll see the buffalo. You know, while you guys are shooting during the day, I'll drive out and see a buffalo. You, you can see buffalo everywhere here, man. They're like, dude, when you go to Albertson, sometimes they're in line. You know, they use the self checkout because they're buffalo and they don't really, they don't have wallets. So yeah. they don't like to hold up the regular lines, but they do use a self, the uh, self checkout. Do what are they like for their, their Ralph's card? Do they just like punch that into their ear? Like when they tag them? That way they can just oh, kind of no, turn. Just, they just, they just kind of spin that horn and they kind of crush the screen and oh, okay. they just kind of walk out and just walk yeah. out. Yeah. I'm so guessing I mean, no one's going to, no one's going to stop them if they're using their, if they're not using their own bags, right? No, 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 no. You're not supposed to go near them because people get gored here all the time. So like usually they, when they go into the market and no one fucks with them. Yeah. 
I mean, every once in a while you get some idiot who's like, hey, hey uh, guys, you know, 15 items are blah. See, that's what, that's the problem with the, with this generation, man. Everybody wants to take a fucking selfie and they don't think about their safety first. Dude. Right. Hey man. Hey, look, dude. Hey, get your brother and go over there and put him on the Buffalo. I'm going to get a picture of you guys. (laughs) Swing from the horns. Grab the horns. Grab (laughs) the horns. Yeah. Not a smart thing to do here. Uh, Yeah. So, you know, we're a. We're, we're shoot. Uh, we got. We're shooting our other big charactery uh, set this week, and then we go out on the river for three days, man. Wow. We're out on the. We're, we're out in the water for three days, and then week three will be a whole new bunch of headaches. <laughs> By the way, then someone needs to update IMDb, dude. Yeah, I know. I know they do. It's like it still says that you guys are in pre. Pro? Yeah. 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 I find that you. You know, usually depending on who's who's. Uh, you know tending to the store, as they say, you know, sometimes I don't know because I want to say it's not IMDb because if I were to upgrade my, you know, update my own thing, literally within about an hour or two hours of doing it, it'll, it'll be updated. So I want to say, you know, it's someone on our end because maybe I think they're probably they're in the weeds as they say, (laughs) (laughs) or they just haven't thought about it, which is weird too. Yeah. What the hell is that about? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so far so good. It's you know, day three we shot three days. We have fifteen days left of, left of shooting here, and then that's it. So wow. yeah, dude, I've been here a month already. I can't believe that's been that much because Joey had asked me this yeah. morning when we were recording, and he said, "Hey, where? How long has Freddie been gone?" I said, "A month." Yeah, I left on the nineteenth, and it's the sixteenth, so give or take a day or two. But yeah, four weeks. Yeah, I think what prompted him to ask the question is he asked me how many episodes have I edited since you left? And I said, four. No, three. And he goes, well, how did... And he was trying to do the math in his head. I'm like, don't worry about it. Speaking of, he had, you had your first week of shooting. He had his first week of high school. Sweet. Last week. And he got his video production class. I think I might mention that during Kickstart last week. And dude... <laughs> I sent you the curriculum. Yeah, man. Holy shit. Dude, I wish I was learning all that shit when I was in school, man. He is, not only is he going to be learning how to use the cameras as far as the TV stuff, but he's also learning on the film side of things. He's learning about three-act structure, and they're going to be breaking a story, and they're going to be breaking down uh, how to train your dragon. And just this whole thing, I'm like going, it's film school stuff. And I'm like, that's awesome. I figured the TV studio stuff, that was a given. But when I saw that breakdown, I'm like, holy shit, that's awesome. And the gear they have available to him to check out is what I kind of expected him to have. You know, you know, camera bodies with, you know, re, you know, exchangeable lenses. I'm mm-hmm. like, good. He's learning about, you know, depth of field and learning how to use a camera properly in framing. I was like, holy shit, man. I, I wish I would have gotten that. But he and I were talking this morning, recording something else. And uh, that is what I'm going to play for you right now. Sweet. So my boy started high school this week. He's a freshman. His number one classes elected that he wanted to get into was video production. And he got in there and what was, and he just started this week. What was crazy is I saw the curriculum and the curriculum, dude, I, I wish I had books that kind of go over stuff that, that he is going to have covered in his class. And I don't, <laughs> It's ridiculous. Now, he's here right now, and he's on mic. We just got done recording this week's show. 
surprise everybody. <laughs> Joey's going to be on this week's show. We're not telling you what it is because that's the whole fun of not knowing beforehand. So anyway, yeah, so he's basically going to get a little mini film school in the confines of a in public high school. Now, we thought when he was getting this class, it was just going to be the usual thing like it was when I was in school, TV production, that kind of thing, and doing, you know, live show, that kind of crap. But no, you're going to be breaking story. You're going to look at a three-act structure. You're going to look at lighting, cameras. You're going to be looking, you were going to be, it's like film school. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And that's, that's pretty cool. Now, in your class, how many people were in your class? Well, the first day there was maybe 22. And then the next day there was like 12 more people. Oh, so they had that many people. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Cause you were, you were concerned. We were concerned that you weren't going to get the class. But yeah. That, that's the funny thing is all those 12 kids, like I think six of them weren't even wanting the class. Like they were going for a different. Oh, interesting. So then they weren't allowed to get in that one. So then they ended up going to the yeah. film one. You know what? Here's the thing. I think some people have interest in watching movies and that's where their interest stops. They don't, they don't care about making them or anything like that. If that class was a straight film appreciation, right. And all you did was watch movies and maybe write a little thing about the movie that you watched. Who knows that that might even be what they thought it was. (laughs) Well, it's possible. But I mean, when you see the name called video production and you see what you guys are doing, I, I, I was surprised to see what you guys are covering, the kind of stuff you're covering. Yeah, um, but is now is and I see this one. I I don't know for sure. Is there like a video production too for for next year? Is it does it go beyond just this first year? Um, I I'm very sure there's like technically two ways you can do this. You can either go out and interview kids on campus. I think that's like the second one, and then you have the first one, which is what I'm in, and in the uh, classroom, uh, we have like a full like set, like a news set, basically. Right. And most likely what we're going to be doing is recording um, like maybe two kids right. up on like the news stage. Right. Well, see, yeah, when I'm, the curriculum, I, I, as I know, it has a whole bunch of film and storytelling aspects to it. But there is definitely a live news journalism kind of aspect to it as well. It's not there the whole way, but there's definitely a portion of it there. I, I think it's important that that you're getting both. Like I said, we weren't getting storytelling aspects of it when, you know, <laughs> 30 plus years ago. When you have an opportunity like that where you where you get to learn all those things all the while watching. I'm sure you guys are going to be watching movies along the way too. Oh, yeah. We, we've watched like little animations and we've gone over like our general idea of what's the whole right. like ideal of the story. Right. And you guys are going to, I think you guys are doing a full breakdown for how I, how to train your dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just don't I, know when we're going to do that. Yeah, I saw other uh, instructors curriculum that's almost like that one. And they're do that. They do Star Wars. They were the first Star Wars movie, A New Hope, which is, which is cool. I mean, it, that works in a lot of ways, but how you train dragons a good one because that story is really good. Yeah. Well, I mean, how, you're only four days into it at this point, right? So, well, um, on a Friday, he wasn't actually there. Yeah. We had a substitute, unfortunately. <laughs> substitute teacher the first week. <laughs> oh my god! It's it's crazy to think that that's that you guys have that kind of class to be at in public school. It's one thing like there's a wonderful school in Santa in, in Simi Valley called Santa Susana High School, and it's like a fame school where there's 
I mean, like mean, like instead of, it's almost like a mini college in a way, but it's a, it's a school of arts, but it's still considered a high school. Yeah. And you could be, you could go through the filmmaker program or you can go through the drama theater, you know, theater program, or I think there's dance, there's a dance program too. I think there is. That's pretty cool. And, but I think the fact that, that this kind of thing is available to you, you're, you know, the teachers, well, that one particular teacher you have, he, he's a working professional, uh, at least he was early on. And, and now he's kind of devoted his, his time to, to teaching, you know, more about what he's learned while he was in the business. It's a cool thing. I, I, I'm hoping some of the kids that are in the class that maybe didn't, didn't realize that what the class was, wasn't necessarily interested in them, find interest in it. I mean, I, you can't, it's funny. Like when you're in this business too, like say like, okay, like Star Wars. Star Wars was maybe the thing that made me want to make movies, but the sound design that Ben Burton and his team did in 77 made me go, I want to work in sound. I pivoted with that idea into just post-production in general, because it just made me better at my job to be as, you know, better sound guys. If I can talk to the picture guys better. The, it's funny how you kind of find your way. And I find that people I've met along the way find their way like through news and in sports too. People, they, they, I want to be in sports broadcast, but the next thing you know, they're, they're editing. They're doing more than just being producers of, of stuff. What the hell was that? That was a pop in my neck. That was your neck popping. So there you go. That I know he's, can you believe the kid's only like going to be 15 in December and he sounds like a man. I know. Right? Good Lord. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It, you know, Peter Brady here, man. <laughs> it's time to change. <laughs> whoa. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, his voice changed in the middle of him screaming at a video game during the summertime. So uh, just real quick, I'm just going to say sometimes random weird things happen in the gym. Really? And I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> and, then next week I'll, uh, and next week I'll break this story. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see what happens again because I usually go at the same time, morning and night. They'll, usually, the only person that ever is in there is the AD, and she's usually on the treadmill. And she'll either be in there when I come. I'll come in when she's on the treadmill, or she'll come in like mid-workout, and she's like, "Dude, I don't. I'm afraid you're gonna kick me. I don't. You know. I'm like, I might. I told you what happened last week. I almost kicked this kid in the head. No. Well, look, I'm in there by myself. It's fucking, you know, and I. I some woman and her kids are just checking into the hotel and she scans the card and the kid pushes it. He runs into the gym. I literally almost kicked him straight in the head. Oh, I would have fucking, I would have kicked him back through the door. Cause I mean, oh, there's nobody in there. I'm not expecting a child to run in. That's not, that's He's probably seven years old. So if you want to follow the show on Twitter, it's at karate pod, Instagram, same thing at karate pod for you to support the show on Patreon. is patreon.com slash KITG podcast. Or if you'd like to follow us on Letterboxd, that's Corey underscore Culp. If you'd like to follow me, you can follow me at Karate in the Gym at Letterboxd. <laughs> that's Karate in the Gym at Letterboxd. Oh, wait, no, no, it's Tom Cody at Letterboxd.com. Karate in the Gaim. Karate in the Gaim. Gaim. Gaim.